What is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dub. And with our powers combined, we are the fantasy courier. Hey, hey, JJ Wang. It is Tuesday, week four is in the books. I can officially say this was a roller coaster of a week on my teams. How about you? Oh, uh, roller coaster. And it was, I feel like my roller coaster was definitely on the uphill this week. It's probably the best fantasy week that I've had all week. So, I man, I'm feeling really good about myself right now. So, I'm, I'm really happy. Other than all these losses I've been taking the last three weeks, it's finally. Finally paid off with some wins here. How are you doing? Uh, I'm glad that we do weekly podcasts this fall and that people don't go back and find out what's going to happen last week after everything that I suggested last week being a dumpster fire. Um, I'll hit on a little bit of that later on, but I was like, oh man, I just got to quit this. I'm not I'm not right. I got up bright and early Sunday. I was all excited. I did an Instagram thing telling everybody, grab Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the man. He is going to be a stud. He's not a top five. He's a top 12. You want him to be your QB1, the late QB1. Go for it. Keep him. We're rolling with him. And then. Yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how I've been all this, the, the first three weeks. I, mean, I feel like everything I was saying was wrong. Uh, yeah. finally coming back gotta stay just gotta stay true and it eventually work its, it'll work its way out but yeah if you still believe in us check us out on twitter email us at the fantasycareers.gmail.com if they're working check us out on facebook and instagram i think they're finally up and going again leave us some comments on youtube or go to our website the fantasycareers.wixsite.com backslash website all those links are in the bottom below the podcast or below the youtube video however you're watching it we're still looking for those 50 to subscribers for october let's get that youtube up there also Facebook is growing as well. That's our second biggest growing, or actually our biggest growing um, dynamic right now. So like us on there. I'm going to remove the podcast. Facebook's fighting us. They, they won't let me, the podcast won't play on there. It's driving bonkers. I want it to stream there so you can just grab it real quick. But They don't want us to succeed, man. They, they, they don't. We must have been what the whistleblower comment was all about. It was all about the fantasy careers being... The, their podcast not pushing play and working on Facebook, but we'll get it there. If it, if it does get to work ever, I will make sure to talk about it on the show, but enough about social media because, you know, we don't want to live in that world. We live in the real world, you know, fantasy football, baby, unicorn football. So the world that matters. So your, your week, your weekend, I thought about you and with some big news, we're talking about some injuries here and this, this first injury, I just seems to be near and dear to your heart, your boy, your boy in Chicago. Yeah, David Montgomery. I uh, like. I've been I've been a David Montgomery fan since he's come in the league. I liked all the hype that was on him. I took him a while to actually get going, but he's been playing really well. He's I mean he's that solid RB two that you can count on. Um, and unfortunately, this in one of my leagues, I trust the process. This is my third running back that's going to go down. Dobbins, then Acres, now Montgomery running out of running backs. But yeah, th- this one hurt a little bit. I mean, a lot of people depended on him. Like, he was like the last two weeks been well not last few weeks but this week was pretty solid two touchdowns uh, offense looked a little better um good news is i guess uh, i don't think these they don't think they think he tore his acl so maybe two or three weeks he could be back opens up a little room for those other running backs i guess yeah you um we didn't put him in the bottom are you grabbing damian williams do you think he's a should he be top waiver priority pickup or does it depend on your team I'm not really sure. I think he come down with a little injury too. I think I believe it was like a thigh bruise. I think he'll play. Um, he uh, he's not on any of my teams. No, uh, most of the fan, uh, fan, uh, dynasty leagues that I'm in, Williams is already picked up, so I never really went after him. 
I'll just have to pivot to find something else. I have to go make a trade, I guess, somehow. Khalil Herbert, baby. Khalil yeah, Herbert. I, got, I do got Khalil Herbert in a couple spots. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping for him. I'm rooting for him. Uh, so the next guy, uh, Logan Thomas, come down with a hammy. Uh, that's always always bad news when the mm. guy goes off with a hamstring injury. I know you're a fan. He, he, he was that guy that we had talked at one point about listing guys we think that are going to make us look like super big fools this week, at, this year, rather. And I was thinking Logan Thomas was going to be that guy. And well, so far, he's doing a good job of making our, my, I think, tight end 15, 17 rankings look pretty, pretty bad. But this might balance me out. But with any guys, that's what it takes to, if you look like a fool, because he was, he was getting his through the first couple of weeks, not like stat crazy, but for a tight end, he, he was rolling. And then Kerplunk. Yeah, it, it happens. Um, the injury, like the injuries aren't as bad this week as they have been in the past, but there's, there's been some, a, couple, a couple solid injuries. Like I said, I wasn't a big Logan Thomas guy. I didn't have him anywhere. I think the biggest um, injuries this year were the two quarterbacks, Teddy Beager down with a concussion, and then Jimmy G mm-hmm. hurt his calf. I mean, I don't like to see anybody get hurt before I say anything. I don't like seeing anybody get hurt, but I really do like seeing Jimmy G go down. I mean, it really no. really, puts a, <laughs> really puts a smile on my face. I know that's, I shouldn't say stuff like that. Oh, I have no. It's not even that. I know what you're saying as a as a Trey Lance truther. I have Jimmy G in two spots. I <laughs> I I I am a person who firmly believes that Jimmy G is going to. He's got many more years in this league. Next year, he will be a starting quarterback somewhere. It won't be. He's going to go the Alex Smith route. He's going to play there. It seems like they're saying if the he's going to. It sounds like Shanahan's saying he will be the starting quarterback if he's back in. And this isn't like a stupid Andy Dalton thing. Like Andy Dalton shouldn't be a starting quarterback. Jimmy Grapple is still in a, in a time of his life where he could be a starting quarterback and he's looked pretty good. And Trey Lance looked great. We'll talk about him in a bit, but Jimmy G I think still has the locker room, still has the leadership of that team. And if, as I said before the season, if, if they're good, he's going to keep playing for them. Lance is going to be and then next year. Lance is going to Patrick Mahomes, that team and just tear the roof off. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. We'll get into him a little later. Uh, this last guy, Docker, uh, dun dun dun, big last guy. Deep, I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring this guy because I know how much you love him. I mean, everybody loves this guy. Actually. We know he's famous for his injuries all the time. Is Will Fuller? Evidently, he broke a finger. I'm not sure if it was, I'm not sure which finger it was, or it really affected him catching the ball. I don't think he's really catching that much anyway. No, uh, but I mean, he could possibly still play with a broken finger. I'm guessing these people play with broken ribs all the time. I think Terrell Owens played with a broken leg once. <laughs> yeah, like a broken, this is, this broken finger can make it through. Mr. Glass, Mr. Glass yeah. here is. I saw that and I was like, "Will Will Fuller hurt?" No, that's like saying the grass is green, the sky is blue, and if your name starts with Will, you're going to have a really good game. And Will just had two monster games in his career. Will Fuller's had a handful of monster games in his career. That if if Will Fuller was ever healthy for an entire season, dude would be. He'd be yeah. a Hall of Fame receiver, but he's never yeah. gonna be. He's never gonna be that. Not even gonna be close because the talent is there in that guy. It's just sick. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's just he's hard to start at any time. I mean, I mean, luck. Luckily, the Dolphins stink horribly, and luckily for him, he's not gonna. They're not gonna play him next week. They're playing the Buccaneers, and they're like, let's let Will Fuller hurt while we just get brutalized. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> brutalized. Like I mean, the the, the Dolphins game plan. Like the, there should be some offensive coordinators rolling on that team. Miles My, Gaskin had a whopping three carries for seven yards uh, jacoby Brissett looks like 
deer in headlights, and I think it's half him. I think it's half play calling. Uh, when when Devontae Parker looked good, looked pretty good, except for one drop, and then they said, oh, yeah, we have this really, really good tight end named Mike Gasicki. Let's not pass to him for the first three quarters because that would be stupid. Let's not pass to our best athlete on offense not named Will Fuller because he's healthy. No, no, let's just keep – I don't even know who – I think Jacoby Brissett just got back in the pocket and just threw the ball towards – I, it, it was ugly. I'm, yeah, I mean, I can sit here and talk all day about coaching decisions that I think are just stupid. Um, cat guys not getting the ball, but they said, I, I'm not a coach, so I guess there's stuff going on behind the scenes I'm not aware of, but some of it doesn't make any sense. Well, when there's two offensive coordinators and a third guy who's actually calling the plays, you're, you're going to have a disaster. On offense. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't work it doesn't that work. way. It doesn't work that way. But the next part excites me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. He's been waiting for this guy all year. Um, he's, finally, he's finally looking better. Not getting a lot of yards rushing. I think this is his third 50-yard performance, uh, but third with thir- uh, 13 carries this week. Um, it's Saquon Barkley. I uh, did get the rushing touchdown. Um, the last two weeks, his, his receiving is finally coming back. He had seven targets last week, six, six the week um, this week, and he's turned those into 43 yards and 74 yards and a touchdown. So he's looking better. Uh, doesn't his running? And once he gets his running game back to full speed. I think we could be. I think he might be able to get back into that top seven, eight range. What do you, you feel? You feeling positive right now? I, I I said I was a week. I was week early. I thought week three, week four. Everybody was saying October's when if you got Saquon, October's when you're going to feel great about it. I mean, Saquon walks out of this game 126 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. I'll take that any day. He doesn't need for me personally. He doesn't need to get those rushing yards if he's going to get five receptions for seventy-four yards. You, you know that if he's in there, teams are loading the box. He only carried it thirteen times at a you know four average, but they're loading the box. So eventually, they're going to stop loading the box if they ever get healthy receiver or Danny. I mean, Danny Dimes threw for four hundred yards. Good grief! But. Then again, this is the Jekyll and Hyde Saints. So we don't even know. We, that's a team. I, if you ask me what do I think of that team, I said, I, I couldn't tell you if they are good, if they are bad. I can tell you Jameis went over 200. Good grief. He's coming. He's coming. He might go for his old 400 at some point, but they don't They don't look great. Yeah, they don't look good. I mean, it's all, they're all over the place. But, I mean, Barkley look, Barkley looks good. I yeah. starting to look like the old Barkley. But we'll, we'll see where he gets. Like I said, it takes a while to come back from those vicious knee injuries. Especially when you're as big as the biggest ad dude, it's a lot of pressure. Um, switching over here to the probably the, I guess the biggest game of the week going into the week was Pats and Bucks. Uh, didn't turn out uh, for Tom Brady the way we thought. They really that offense really really lacked. And I think the biggest takeaway of the whole game was uh, Mac Jones actually was pretty decent. I, I think it was like 260 yards passing and two touchdowns. Uh, one uh, did he have an interception? I'm not sure. I think. He might have had one. I'm not really sure. But he ended up looking better than Brady did. Uh, but Brady was able to come down and get that last um, that last minute field goal. Uh, Pats had a chance. That 56-yard field goal in the rain, that was going to always be tough to make. But Pats hung close. I was surprised. I thought I thought it was going to be a lot, a lot of, um, more of a blowout than it was. I, I didn't see 20 carries from Leonard Fournette coming. Yeah. It, Tom Brady throwing zero touchdowns. Mac had two. Brady, Mac had six more yards than Brady and two touchdowns. You know, I, I and then Ronald Jones. I might as well throw him in two touchdowns that don't matter. But it it it, it was my surefire 
I would have bet the ranch that this game was going to not show out this way. The Patriots played like the old Patriots defense and it, it seemed like, I don't know, Tom, Tom Brady was just getting hit, getting hit. Like I'm I sitting mean, here. Maybe Bill, stats I mean, Bill Belichick is a good coach. I mean, he always makes it hard on opposing, opposing quarterbacks. I um, mean, and this is just finally Belichick getting back at Brady. And I mean, it kind of worked. But like I said, Bucks are just overall better than the past. They just didn't have enough to come there. But they, like I said, they almost brought it. They almost pulled it off. I mean, maybe, maybe Max Jones might be better than we thought. And also something to just note. I mean, going forward, if your team is playing against the Buccaneers defense, I don't care how good your running back is. Apparently, unless it is God Himself. You were not playing him in the backfield. Well, I think what Damian Harris had four carries for negative four yards. Yes, he did. Nelson Aguilar had eight more yards rushing than Damian Harris. Brandon Bolden had four more yards. He had one for zero. He had more yards than Damian Harris. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Yeah, nobody Um, runs well. Once again, Miles Gaskin will get three carries for seven yards next week. Maybe. (laughs) Speaking of running backs, I just wanted to bring this up. It's not nothing not anything like spectacular, but I wanted to bring it up. The Ravens go with the veteran running backs. I know, I know uh, Murray had a touchdown, but his stat line was 18 for 58, correct? Uh, so that's about three yards of carry. And you're going to you're gonna not even play somebody. You're actually going to give them a healthy scratch for somebody that was averaging five and a half, six yards of carry. He's a younger dude, obviously. Yeah, obviously has more, more tread on the tires than these guys. And that's on Tyson Williams. You bench him for these veteran running backs that literally absolutely did nothing. The Lavian Bell had three carries, I think. He did nothing, four, four carries. And and I just I, I just don't understand that. I don't I don't know if they just don't like the guy or that they think the veteran running backs have more more upside, but it didn't look like it to me. I mean, we're talking 58 yards on 18 carries. I'd rather have that six-yard carry every time over that mess. Only thing that I can think out of the game, like they stunk it up with a 3.3 for Murray, 2.8 for Bell yards per game. Devonta Freeman had the highest, but that's because he ran once for four. Only thing I can think is that they were looking at pass protection because Lamar did throw for 316 yards, which was the, that was the highlight of my week on one of my good teams, which had the third highest score in the league, but played against the first highest score in the league. That's always a big kick in the seat of the pants. But the pass protection is all I could figure out. They figured, they probably were thinking, hey, we're playing against the Broncos. They've got a really good run defense. We're not expecting to run a lot. So maybe let's light a fire in the kid. We want to put in these guys that we know can protect um, Lamar. Because Lamar, Lamar only had four yards of carry. You know, he didn't do lights up, but Lamar got right passing. I mean, this dude named James Prochet. I remember him getting drafted, had 74 yards catching. He, that's kind of ridiculous. I think Duvernay, Duvernay had a couple of good catches too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did, but he, the stat line wasn't tremendous. Like he, Duvernay, I mean, all of the receivers, it was fairly balanced between five and eight targets between the top five receivers. So he spread it out good. So it looks like Marquise Brock could catch too. He actually caught that, that long diving catch. It was actually a good catch. I was like, good job for you, man. He, he went with my, I think last week I said one of our new official sponsors for him is Gorilla Glue. I think there was some on those gloves and he's ready to rock and roll. So it's, yeah, it, it was intriguing, but that could be the only response I could see why they would set the kid. I don't know, but. I, I do know they had the, they were, 
they were really rushing to get that hundred yards for the forty third consecutive game. I know the I know the other the Broncos coach was kind of upset. He's like, "Why are you out there running Lamar and Harbaugh?" Like, hey man, I gotta get that. We gotta get that record, man. I mean, that, that, that's important. Yeah. Like, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Four teams here before we get into our three big takeaways. I got just three basic comments, and then throw what you think here. Are the Browns good? They've lost to Kansas City only by four points, beat Houston, the Bears, and Minnesota. Are the Rams and Buccaneers really vulnerable? Those are the two teams we thought were pretty sink and stout, and the Rams <clears throat> laid an egg, and the Buccaneers didn't look as strong as they could versus a rebuilding Patriots team, per se. And the Raiders, are they not as good as we thought? Because they looked really flat. So Browns, Bucks, Rams, Raiders. Are any of those teams, are you worried about any of those teams or some of those teams fool's gold? I mean, I think, I'm not worried about Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, you're not going to go through the season undefeated. You're going to lose games. I mean, that happens. You're going you're gonna to have bad games. I'm not really worried about those two teams. The Browns and the Raiders, I, mean, the, I think the Chargers are just, better, are just better than the Raiders. I don't think, cause, I mean, they did beat the Chiefs. Uh, so I think Raiders against the Chargers, I just think that's kind of a mismatch there. Chargers are just better. I think the Raiders are what, ten and what ten and seven? Is that seventeen? Games? Yeah, ten and seven. Could be. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, they're right around that. Right around around that. Um, around that place. Um, same with the Browns. Their defense is a little better than I thought. Um, they got that great run game, but I I just don't think you can get there on a run game. You're gonna to have to pass eventually, and they're they're just not great at passing. So I mean, they're average. I mean, nine and eight, something like five hundred team. Uh, once they start playing the better teams in the league, I mean, you got Houston, not good, obviously. Bears, not good. Minnesota, I don't really know what okay. what their deal is. Yeah, no clue. Uh, they're they're they are all over the place. So like I said, I'm not really I'm not worried about Tampa Bay or the Rams, and the Browns or the Raiders. I think they're just average NFL teams that could look good one week and then look bad the next. And the Raiders are also in that <clears throat> AFC best division. So, oh man, that thing is murder's row. That, uh, so, the whole West, the whole West in general in the NFL is <laughs> nobody wants to go to the West Coast to play a game. I can guarantee you that makes it makes the NFL happy with those four o'clock slots. They're going to be pretty good to um, yep. pretty good for people to watch throughout the year. <clears throat> Excuse me, but three big takeaways. My big takeaway after I get a drink of water here because I'm just all probably sound a little rough over there. And now I have these weird, like, allergies are hitting our family in the fall, which is <clears throat> a weird thing. But the Tennessee Titans, if they proved anything, it's that you need your star-wide receivers. That Tannehill still almost threw for 300 yards. Derrick Henry ran 33 more times. The dude's going to die this year. But your leading receiver is your backup running back. 12 targets for Jeremy McNichols. And then it's sort of spread out amongst a bunch of guys. My boy didn't show at all, the rookie. But just a bunch of names. And they lost to the Jets. So uh, if anything I know was that if you have two stud receivers and they're both down, don't expect much. Oh, absolutely. It's And it still amazes me. You've got zero wide receivers, so you know you're probably going to load the box. And Derrick Henry still does what. There he does. does. That's amazing. But yeah, you're not going to win in this league without wide receivers. You're going to need, you're going to need those guys, especially when you got two top line receivers like the like Tennessee had, and they're just not playing like we thought they would. We thought they'd be a little better, and of course the injuries injuries hurt a lot. But 
AJ Brown wasn't really doing all that before he went out. Julio had one. Julio had one good game. Thought they would be better. They're not as uh, Tennessee's not as efficient as they used to be. I mean, that might be the changing coach, but yeah, you need wide receivers to win in this league. I mean, you just can't run Derrick Henry up the middle every time. Your takeaway, man. But <laughs> so I'm going to jump over here to my guy. Uh, this guy's just been a, somehow. I don't know where he come from. I mean. He's always been in the fantasy circle for a long time, waiting for it. And, you know, everybody's waiting for him to blow up. But I think this is finally the year you're going to have to build some confidence in him. And that's Cordero Patterson. He had three, t- three receiving touchdowns yesterday. I think he's currently the number two ranked running back. Now, he doesn't get, I mean, doesn't get a lot of running back play, but he is the best running back on that team because Mike Davis is doing nothing. I, I think. Where was uh, I wrong? Yeah, Cordero had like six carries for 34 yards, and I think that was the best rushing performance on that team but he gets all of his receptions there through the through the air you know five for 82 for three touchdowns in um yesterday so so far this year he's 27 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown and then 22 or 18 receptions for 235 yards and four touchdowns that's pretty impressive i mean you got to start him every week right i guess the thing is it depends upon what you got. Most people probably have two starting. I guess your team where all your running backs are dead, you might pick him up and roll with him. It's one of those like, yes, I mean, you you, I mean, you, start, you hold his... your nose and you start him knowing that he's a 30-year-old running back. He's going to come back to earth is all I can figure out. But, yeah, it's one of those until further notice, start Cordero Patterson. But I believe he also got – he has that wide receiver eligibility too in some leagues. So – I mean, you can start. I mean, you can start in multiple places. I mean, yeah. if you can, if you, I mean, there, I just don't see how you can just leave him on your bench at this moment. I mean, the way he's playing, you have gotta find a place on the on your starting roster to start him. But this is what I've been waiting for, you know, all year. And I'm not gonna lie, this guy looked better in the second half than most quarterbacks do and through a whole game. And that's Trey Lance. Now, as he as he as he came in, like some of his passes, they were a little. I noticed they were a little high. When he was just throwing rockets out, see, like every pass was a rocket. He might have to take a little bit off of that from time to time. Might be why they kind of elevate up. He's just he was throwing darts out there, but he looked good. He had that first long touchdown to Debo, and I was like, oh snap! Then he had another touchdown to Debo. I was like, this is getting really good. He finished nine for eighteen. That's not great, but coming in, you know, cold in the second half and playing. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. Plus, he had the forty-one yards rushing. I mean, he looked really good out there. I mean, of course, he has some things he can he can um he can fix, but what rookie quarterback doesn't? I mean, I'm excited. Sure, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple shares of Trey Lance everywhere on some stinky teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, he looked. I mean, looked like he belonged out. He didn't do anything stupid. Didn't mess anything up. Uh, hopefully, he can get at least one one more. But hopefully, he can start next week just to see what he can do for a whole game. Yeah. He, he looked money. He could be the second coming to Mahomes. That's a big statement to say, but uh, I, I, I think that. they still play him the way they were playing him. They're smart. They're a good team. That way they don't have the – because there's there's going to be the rookie the, the rookie law that comes at some point. But, yeah, he looked sharp. He made me very happy for Debo. Uh, Debo just was his favorite target. And speaking okay. of rookie favorite targets – this week might have been the coming out party for, for my, my boy Darnell Mooney. They did, they decided Allen Robinson is going to have crappy quarterback play, and he's not going to catch the ball for the first time 
successfully in his career. Like he caught, he caught some passes, but it was for a couple handful, like not a ton, nothing that you really want on your fantasy team, a couple points here and there, but Mooney walked away with five receptions for a buck 25 and that big 64 yard bomb. You kids having a come out party year two. I, I love Darnell Mooney coming in. He's one of my sneaky pickups. I, regret trading him in one of my leagues because that but it ended up with a i think he was part of the kittle trade or something like that they got me kittle so i can't argue there but but yeah darnell mooney's looking like he's gonna be a pretty he's gonna be a justin fields guy yeah he looks i mean looks good out there if we could just get some touchdowns out of these guys and Fields hasn't this Fields could throw these guys some touchdowns yeah i think uh, alan robinson i think his best finish is like wide receiver 49 this year uh, I mean, he hasn't done anything, which is which is crazy. You, you, yeah. you know he's got to be getting open. If Mooney's out there getting open, you think he would have to be. But yeah, but Mooney looks good. I mean, I got him in. I got him here and there. Not, I really didn't know too much about the guy coming out of school. But yeah, he looks. He looks good. I, yeah, he's yeah. I guess how we go. Like if you if you see him on the wire, grab him. He was going to be on uh, waiver eye guy, but he's, uh, we talked about it before. He's probably not on the wire anywhere. So. Probably can't pick him up, but the waiver wire darling of the year has got to be Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah. Taylor Heineke, another solid performance. 293 touchdowns, rushed five for 43. Wait, that's Lamar Jackson, isn't it? Or is that Patrick Mahomes? No, no, no. That's Taylor Heineke. He and you hear them talking about on the on the Washington telecast, like he's an amazing athlete. You, you go back. I was watching some of the stuff back in the day when he, well, I guess back in the day, you know, two years ago or a year and two ago when he was with Carolina, he looked like poo. And I guess he just needed a little bit of a push. But dude, if you got him, play. Yeah, lucky, lucky you. I was, I was, I picked, so I was dealing with Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback. I think he went over this last week. So I ended up picking up Heineke. And of course, I started Heineke or Tannehill. It definitely, definitely worked out. But that was, I mean, that was a, that was a, Fun game to watch. I know that. I mean, it was back and forth. Uh, of course, the Falcons, their playmakers really didn't do much, of course, except for Cordero Patterson. That's it's devastating. But uh, Heineke's out there making Terry McLaurin look really good. Nobody mm-hmm. else is really looking good as far as receiver goes on that team. Uh, but yeah, he looks. He's better than I thought he would be. I mean, I didn't think he. I didn't think he'd be here right now. So I think he's telling Washington that you can. Build and you can wait. You don't have to get a quarterback in the near future. He's young, so I, they're going to go with him. But your your takeaway excites one of my fantasy teams. Oh yeah, um, I mean this. I think you got, my Super Bowl prediction. Yeah, I think you got to take this. I mean, you got to take this team seriously. Um, they got the great quarterback. Their run game is way better than I thought. They the receivers are sticking out all over the place, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, you know we got we all know how great Kyler is. I mean, he's going to do. He's going to do great things. But that running game, you got Chase Edmonds with 255 yards rushing, James Conner with 172 yards and four touchdowns. Vulture. And then Chase, Chase even has, what, 175 receiving yards, I think, as well. I mean, he looked good as a receiver yesterday. I was impressed. He looks like a different guy than I ever thought. He's still not getting those goal line carries ever. But the more I, w- I want to speak on these wide receivers here a little bit more, I know they've got. Four wide receivers here that's over 200 yards receiving. And then we got one that's close. So we got, let's see, we got, uh, I just lost all my plays. Hold on. So we got Rondell Moore with 211, Hopkins with 225, Kirk with 244, A.J. Green with 248, and Max Williams with 279. 
if that's not spreading the ball all over the place, I mean, you, that's just not possible. A.J. Green or Callum Murray is just taking advantage of that whole field. I mean, and that this team looks really good. Defense is playing good. I mean, they're undefeated in the West. I mean, they, they might be for real. Yeah, and, but they're a fantasy disaster. I would not start any receiver on that team except for DeAndre Hopkins and then tight end Max Williams. I look at the rest. I made the mistake of starting more after that week, and he just yeah. he's not he's a rookie, obviously. AJ Green, he's old. He'll probably go up and down. DeAndre Hopkins is the only guy on there I would trust, and he's not been spectacular. I mean, he's he's been better than DK Metcalf. But he's not been spectacular. So if you look at the stats, DK is actually his fifteenth wide receiver, and D Hop is twenty two. Um, but Max so. Williams is um, is the guy there that I think is the of all of them. If you need if you need a tight end and he's still there by some random thing, he's the guy you're gonna want to to grab as you're moving on. But yeah, Arizona take him seriously. They look good. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to say I picked up I picked up Max Williams was going to start him in the league, but then I ended up going with Dalton Schultz. I mean that oh. worked out that worked out for me as well. But yeah, Max Williams playing really well. I mean that whole like I said that whole team. I mean, they. I'm surprised. I didn't think they. I didn't think they'd be near this good. And now it's time for my favorite segment of the week: surefire waste of a touchdown. So let's 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 jump in. I have a whole bunch of touchdowns from this one game. We're looking at the the Giants versus the New Orleans Saints. It looks like Jameis Winston is going to have an amazing pass. It must be Kamara, 15 yards for a touchdown. Oh wait, nope. It's my boy, Jawan Johnson, 15-yard catch receiving touchdown. And that's a total waste of a touchdown. Oh, Alvin Kamara right in, eight yards for a touchdown. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Twice Alvin Kamara, eight yards for a touchdown. Oh, wait, nope, sorry, that was our boy Hill. That's a wait, total waste of two touchdowns. <laughs> oh, David Montgomery, left guard, four yards, touchdown. Oh, nope, sorry. That's Damian Williams. That's a waste of a touchdown. Danny Dimes steps back. There was a 52-yard bomb. We all know it's Kenny Galladay finally getting that reception. But no, no, no. John Ross, wait, doesn't he play for the Bengals? Where'd he come from? Where has this guy been? But total waste of a touchdown. Oh, last night, Monday Night Football, Justin Herbert, short middle, four yards for a touchdown. It must be Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler. Nope, it's Darnold Parham, four-yard touchdown. Who? But still, waste of a touchdown. Oh, Carson Wentz. Oh, it's time. It's time. Pittman is going to get those touchdowns. He's going to get an 11-yard touchdown, a three-yard touchdown. No, 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 no. Let's go visit, as our fellow podcasters call him, Gigantor, Mo Alley Cox. Two touchdowns. I love the dude, giant mammoth of a man, but let's be honest. That's a total waste of a touchdown. Actually, a total waste of two touchdowns as well. Yeah, I mean, I like Morale Cox, but I'm not trying to see him score touchdowns, man. No. So we got three quick pickups of the week, and then we're gonna let you go for the for the for our Tuesdays. You're getting ready. I got two receivers I want you to check out. Kadarius Tony, rookie receiver from New York, with all the receivers hurt. He had a pretty solid game this week. I wouldn't I'd pick him up. I don't know if you'd throw him in this week unless you see that that all the that everybody not named Kenny Galladay is still out. But he had a pretty a decent coming out party for a rookie receiver that most people didn't expect much. And also Aaron Rodgers' favorite receiver, Randall Cobb, finally got acclimated back in that offense and really messed up my Devonta Adams week. So yeah, 
grab them, stash them. Cobb's probably one I would start before I'd start Tony, but just keep an eye out on Tony, Tony, Tony there. I think if, if he keeps showing up like he did this week, he might, they might say, Hey, these guys are hurt a little much. Let's give the rookie a chance. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. I mean, you don't, don't have a very good team. So let's throw him in there and see what he got. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with another rookie as well. He's currently the RB 24. I had no idea, but it's mainly coming on uh, uh, receptions. It's like, Kenny Gainwell, he, do, he does have two rushing touchdowns. He's not getting much in the rushing um, rushing department. But yesterday, he had eight targets for six catches and 58 yards. I mean, if you're getting eight targets for a running back, I mean, that's that's some solid work, no matter how much rushing you're actually getting. And it seems to be the goal line back, evidently. Um, he's getting those short yardage carries. I'm not really sure how that's working out. He's not that big of a dude. But, yeah, if he's out there, I'll pick him up. Like I said, I don't know if you can really start him yet. But he does seem to be digging into the offense a little bit. So maybe there's a chance. Yep. Never know. Why not? It's waiver wire fodder. I looked at the waiver wire last week. I was like, ugh, I don't want any of this stuff. But I always say, if, if you're not trading, you're not picking up free agents, you're really not trying. So, JJ, we yeah. can give us a good 20 seconds of wisdom and take us out of here. Yeah, so I'm going to – I haven't mentioned Sam Darnold yet this podcast. I really wanted to. So I'm going to mention him right now. We all know my love that I've had for Sam Darnold. I've liked him since he was a rookie. So my words of wisdom this week is if you like a guy, don't give up on him. No matter what people try to tell you or what people say how bad this guy is or he doesn't deserve where he's at, you know what? Stick to your guns. Like your guy. Might not work out every time, but when it does, you'll be there to brag about it. That's how I feel about it. So at the end of the day, trust yourself and trust the process. Oh, 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 oh,